Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit. Blubber. Oddment. Tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters topic of the week is what if Voldemort had showing remorse? Hello listeners, I'm Rhea. And I'm Jem, and this week we're gonna be talking about something I've wanted to talk about for a long time, which is what would happen if Voldemort actually, I guess, healed and became good rather than mm. being killed off? Yeah, it's an interesting idea that is kind of proposed in the series because mm. there is that moment during the final battle, the final duel between Harry and Voldemort, where Harry asks Voldemort to try for some remorse. Like he actually pleads with him and argues, you need to show remorse. Otherwise, like, you know, I've seen what you'll be, mm-hmm. I've seen what you'll become. This is your last chance. So, like, <laughs> what if that had happened? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's interesting to think of it happening there. It's also cool if it's like a Star Kid version where it's like something happens earlier in his life and he's able to make oh, yeah. amends earlier. But I think there's definitely more um, narrative implications if it happens earlier. Because I was only really thinking of it at that yeah. last minute. And it's like, well, there's only so many places you can really go from here. <laughs> but if you take it from earlier in the story, that really opens things up. So um, we're introduced to the idea of remorse as a way of fixing or undoing the harm caused your soul by a horcrux in the sixth book when Hermione's reading about horcruxes in Secrets of the Darkest Art. Apparently remorse takes years of sacrifice and requires suffering that could lead to death. Hermione says, you've really got to feel what you've done. It's apparently excruciatingly painful and the pain of it can destroy you. So it's like a serious thing. Yeah, I read on the lexicon that remorse has the magical power to heal and repair the torn souls of those who cause death and pain to others. Remorse is connected to love and empathy for other people and the ability to humbly confess mistakes and past sins. So I think it is very literally a magical power it's like mm-hmm. a branch of love magic yeah well it's feeling it's yeah. feeling an emotion so it makes sense it's a branch of magic yeah. that lines up with our theories everything i guess mm-hmm. um, yeah so um yeah let's talk about that final confrontation between harry and voldemort and what would have happened there mm-hmm. so they're about to face off harry's like tom this is your last chance i've seen what you're going to become if you die now you have to mm-hmm. like feel remorse for what you've done and feel bad for what you've done. And instead of Voldemort being like, fuck you and shooting Harry with a killing curse, <laughs> he's like, shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it's just so wildly out of character. It would never happen. But what if it did? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I can think it, it's more possible if, it, if you're leaning into the ideas like Harry really convinces Tom that he will become weak 
and malformed and will not be able to live forever i guess yeah in, in an afterlife sense um that would probably be yeah the, if harry let the in yes. and then like yeah from there you could yeah him. if harry like pro- possibly if this wasn't happening in front of an audience because i think it's mm-hmm. hard to reason with a man like voldemort in front of an audience but like if this was a one-on-one confrontation with voldemort and harry like played up the i'm the boy who lived thing was like effectively i've been to the afterlife and i've seen your soul i've seen how damaged it is Mm -hmm. and like you can't survive like this you're dying effectively Mm -hmm. like use use legitimacy look in my brain you can see exactly what i saw like yeah mm. like i know your ultimate fate because also he's at this point been weakened to the point where it's like i've destroyed all of your horcruxes like you're going to die mm-hmm. immortality's off the menu like <laughs> you can't live forever you will die mm-hmm. and here's what will happen to you like there's a chance that you might be able to reach him that way yeah i guess that's how we'll mm. go with it <laughs> yeah uh so jk talked about this on a website back when she had a website before the days of Pottermore, mm. uh and was asked about this whole voldemort's one last chance thing And she said that uh, it was possible for Voldemort to feel remorse despite the fact that he couldn't feel love or whatever. Because when he took Harry's blood, he unwittingly put a few drops of goodness back inside himself. Gross. Terrible. Hate thinking about that. Uh, But also, if Voldemort had shown any level of remorse, he would have been healed more deeply than anyone would suppose Mm -hmm. so she says that it is possible for him to be healed of the harm that he has done to his own soul and no longer be a snake demon i guess yeah (laughs) so that's that's good i guess like i think it would still take years and pain and suffering and he would probably die still but hey he'd have an afterlife (laughs) his soul would be repaired yeah Um, I definitely think that it's impossible for him to survive. Like, I think no matter what JK says, Mm. I think he's going to die. I think if the pain and suffering of healing yourself from the effects of making one Horcrux is enough to be lethal, then doing it seven (laughs) times over, like, there's no way. He's got to die. But what if it didn't kill him? What if after a long bout of pain and suffering, Tom Riddle was able to heal and return to a state of humanity? Um... I've broken mm-hmm. this down into three sections, I guess. Like, what would happen to him physically, what would happen to him emotionally, and what would happen to him socially, if we want to talk about that. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I'm most interested mm. in socially, because are you imagining this happening while he's sort of loose in society, or <laughs> in prison for yeah. his many crimes? Well, it depends when he feels remorse, and if we're arguing at this last second, then it'll... I mean, we can, we can get to it, but... Um, physically... I would say over time he would start to regain more human features again and begin to grow into how he was maybe supposed to look before he damaged his soul. So... Ah, you think he's going to get hot again? (laughs) Yeah. Well, maybe not hot, but like... (laughs) I think, you know, as he feels more and more pain and like... His hair grows back. (laughs) Yeah. His hair grows back, his nose grows back, his eyes change back to brown. I don't know what the fuck color his eyes were um blue or gray maybe gray is what i would guess yeah um yeah i imagine that he he, blood rushes to his cheeks over time it's like (laughs) it's like the reverse of what happens to bella at the end of breaking dawn part one (laughs) 
Yeah. A movie I've never seen. Does she get sexy? <laughs> no, she gets sexified by like, okay. becoming immortal and like losing all her human features, but he'll be doing the opposite. He'll be becoming more human. <laughs> okay. And losing all of his creepy features. Alright, just a quick note for the listeners, Apple Bobbing has climbed into my arms and fallen asleep <laughs> against my chest, so I'll be recording this entire episode cradling my cat to my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I do like the idea of him becoming sexy again. That's great. Mm, I don't know how sexy he would be. Like, and Also, this would take a long time. It's not going to happen instantaneously. Yeah, it's got to happen over years. I definitely think that if he is to be redeemed, it's not something that's instantaneous. Because you can't just instantaneously develop a sense of empathy and understand all the harm that you've caused and be like no. oh no i feel bad about it like it's the sort of thing it's the kind of like deep emotional work that you've got to do over the course of years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. educate yourself <laughs> and it'd be like that movie beastly which is like a beauty and the beast variant with like fucking um vanessa hudgens and alex Pettifer, where it's like instead of him being a beast he's just a guy covered in like scars and tattoos yeah and, like every time he does a good deed he gets less ugly or is that nanny mcphee <laughs> I'm, I'm confused now <laughs> you are there is definitely a variation of beauty and the beast where he fully like kidnaps a woman and it's set in yeah. the modern day and it's just like you have to live here with me in my house now Mm-hmm. And her family's just okay with it for some reason. And he is just covered in, like, fucked tattoos all over his face. And it's like a curse. Yeah. Yeah, and then the tattoos go away as he becomes a better person. But, like, it's in that stupid movie way where, like, he doesn't really become a better person. Everything he does is deeply problematic. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that does happen in Nanny McPhee as well. <laughs> but it's whenever she, like... She's, like, already a good person. <laughs> yeah, Nanny like, McPhee's yeah. a great person. It's, I think, when the kids start to believe that she's a good person yes every time she proves herself to the kids by helping them in some way or teaching them a lesson or doing something for them they yeah. start to see her for who she really is on, the, on like the outside which is beautiful yeah um, i don't yeah. remember nanny mcphee very well <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i've seen it once many years ago and it didn't make much of an impression i only really remember the scene where it seems like they've cooked the baby and are eating it alive but it's really a chicken <laughs> that's a great scene <laughs> that is a oh great God, scene they've eaten the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he goes running home and walks in on them all just continuing to eat the baby and then finds <laughs> the baby chicken. in the closet and it's, it was chicken <laughs> Yeah, um, wow. Just imagine being Nanny McPhee is like, you're butt ugly and, like, reprehensible to society and your yassification depends on children liking you. Yeah. (laughs) That sucks. It is weird. What's the moral of that story? Because, like Like, you said, she doesn't have a character arc in that movie. Like, she's she's great. She's perfect. She's like like Mary Poppins. She shows up and she's already great and perfect at her job. It's the children and the father who have to learn a lesson. Yeah. So oh. why is... <laughs> okay. anyway. Look, we can't get bogged down in Nanny McPhee. I don't remember the movie. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think, you know, he physically over time would look more human again. Um, and I, I'm wondering if he would still die young for wizard standards. Because Voldemort mm-hmm. dies at 70 or something like that. Yeah. He's like 70 um, or 75 years old or something. And Dumbledore lives to be 150. Yeah. I'm wondering if just like all the fuck shit that his body and soul has gone through, if 
he would still have a bit of an earlier death. Like he'd only last another couple of years before dying. Um, mm, that makes sense to me from like a meta perspective. Like the idea that everything evil he did was in pursuit of his own immortality. And part of his redemption is like accepting and understanding that his own death is inevitable. And, you know, greeting death as an old friend. Like, if we're going to redeem him, he's got to be willing to let go of his fears and do the right thing, by which I mean die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that for him. Do you have any more notes on how, what would happen to him physically? Or uh, I didn't have any notes on what would happen to him physically, no. But I do like the idea that as he feels bad <laughs> about what he's done, his eyebrows and fingernails grow back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awful to think about <laughs> um what would happen to him emotionally perhaps mm. even through the feeling of that remorse like it's supposedly enough to heal him would he ever really be healed and recovered from this torment and the weight of what he had done like would he ever be fully healed or would it like because mm. it's a bit of a paradox right so in order yeah. to heal your soul for lack of a better term you have to feel remorse and that remorse is going to make you feel depressed. Mm-hmm. And we know that magic is tied so inherently to emotions and um, people are sort of vilified for <laughs> being depressed mm-hmm. <laughs> in this series. So if that remorse and that pain that he's going through in order to feel empathy again makes him feel so depressed, he'll lose his magical vitality and power and probably never fully heal, right? Because he'll just be stuck in yeah. like, that terrible feeling. Well, it's kind of a paradox because yeah. except for the fact that he's so hateful, Voldemort's emotional state is kind of good. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's got it figured out. Yeah, like he feels um, fine, he's doing great. Except for the fact that he's king. consumed by <laughs> hatred and rage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the only way to make him no longer be consumed by hatred and rage is to fill him with guilt and remorse and suffering. <laughs> So there's not really a version of reality where Voldemort gets just be sort of happy and peaceful, except, you know, like 20 years down the line or whatever, when he's long recovered. Hmm. Like, imagine, imagine a sequel series to Harry Potter, where it's like, I'm the child of Harry Potter or whatever. And it's like, I've got my new problems that I've got to deal with. Oh God, I bet he's so disappointed in me. (laughs) (laughs) I've got, I'm not talking about Cursed Child here, but just like, imagine a story like this. Sure. I've got my own problems that I've got to deal with. Part of it is that I have to, I don't know, research this magical item or I've got to go to this magical place. And he goes there and he finds a person who's like living alone, a hermit, uh, has completely disavowed themselves from magic, but is obviously someone who is incredibly powerful. They just don't participate in society anymore. So like Thanos when he uses the infinity When he goes to the farm. And he starts going to the farm and eating those yams or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, I don't do magic anymore, but I've got all this wisdom and learning and, oh, look, you can really learn from my terrible mistakes that I committed in the past. And like fans of the series can guess this is what happened to Voldemort after he repented and disappeared off the face of the earth. Mm. That's like the only way that I can imagine a scenario where Voldemort like is calm and has a happy life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The actual process of redemption would be deeply painful and bad. Yeah, harrowing, some might say. Yeah. Yeah. Lethal, the book series seems to suggest. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, grim. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, what would happen to him socially? So, um, if- oh, hang on, I've got another point on emotional. Sure, sure. <clears throat> so I I pulled some like examples of remorse in the book, and the primary example, aside from Snape, I don't want to talk about him anymore, <sighs> was uh, Dumbledore, mm. who effectively spent his life making up for the sins of his youth. The quote was, Dumbledore felt such grief, sorrow, and remorse that he retreated from public life to Hogwarts where he tried to make up for his past mistakes by training the next generation of wizards. Um, Considering all the remorse Dumbledore felt at all times, there is little doubt that his soul was in a constant state of repair. So Dumbledore basically spent his entire life feeling guilty and remorseful over what he did, which was largely an accident Mm -hmm. as a child, that like... It just consumed him his entire adult life for more than 150 years. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way that Voldemort is ever able to emotionally recover from what he did, right? If he feels true remorse. I'm never going to emotionally recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to destroy him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon, like... <laughs> I can't even imagine the farm, you know? I can't even imagine him being on the farm and, like, I don't know healing birds wings that have been broken and shit like that just sort yeah. of living a humble quiet life of simplicity and peace and doing mm-hmm. no harm i can't even imagine that he would ever get to that stage before dying in and yeah like, i don't think that he would no it would just be yeah <laughs> pain years and years of pain and then maybe death mm-hmm. <laughs> like um yeah which gets to what would happen to him socially so if, if we're saying that it's that last minute thing, it'd be a hard argument to convince the wizarding world not to not just kill Tom Riddle. Mm. Like, he's in that room and he's like, wow, I actually feel what I've done. And he, like, go like falls to his knees and anyone, fucking Molly Weasley, <laughs> shoots a killing curse at him and he's dead. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, unless Harry jumps in the way, which I don't think he's willing to do. No, of course not. <laughs> um... Someone's killing him instantly. So it would have to be Harry would have to say to everyone, don't harm Tom or something like that, which Tom. is like a, a big ask. Yeah. A big ask. Yeah. It's mm, it's different because this happens basically at the climax of a war during the middle of a battle where everyone's killing mm-hmm. each other. I think in general everyday society, I don't think wizards have the death penalty because... If so, why would Azkaban exist? Yeah, sorry, not in Britain. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they have the death penalty. I think they have, like, life sentences in Azkaban is, like, kind of the worst thing that wizarding society will do to you in terms of crime and punishment. And so that's where he'd go if he wasn't killed instantly. Yeah. Or killed on his way to prison by someone who wanted revenge. Yeah, not killed Um, during that battle. Like, I can very much see him, you know being killed in his cell it's like oh he fell over <laughs> like yeah 100 um i can so see yeah, that if happening if he wasn't killed surely his fate would be azkaban and would this push him down a dark and dangerous path again he can do yeah. magic he can do magic without a wand would the awfulness of that place push him to madness and fear once more and all that remorse that he felt would just go to waste and he would just go down that dark path once again yeah so like, this is something that i want to talk about azkaban so if he does do his oh you know i feel so bad drops his wand during the final battle and like is you know basically put him in put him in irons boys and <laughs> ship <of> him off. <laughs> take him off to azkaban <laughs> straight to prison no need for a trial no. um like surely his 
redemption would have to be derailed by Azkaban. Because Mm. another thing is that I think in order to be truly, like, to show remorse, it's not just enough to feel bad. I think you have to do good in order to, like, truly heal yourself. I think you've got to put as much good into the world as you did evil, effectively. Or at Mm. least attempt to do so. Well, I mean, that's a cool interpretation, but... It doesn't say that, does it? <laughs> it just says you have to feel everything you've done. Um, yeah. But even even that he can't achieve in Azkaban. Yeah. Because your emotions are completely out of whack because of the Dementors. Mm-hmm. So he can't even do the bare minimum to feel that remorse. So that's kind of fucked, actually. So say he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm giving up. Like, I fucked up. He's starting to feel remorseful. That's awfully painful. He gets dragged to Azkaban and then he's just numb. He can't even finish that process. Yeah. So maybe he can barely even heal his soul. So by the time he does die, he's still in the state that he was going to be in anyway. Well, it's not numbness. The Dementors make you... They take away all happiness and goodness and leave you with only the worst stuff. So theoretically, like, just stewing in all of the worst thing you've ever done. (laughs) Like, if you're trying to feel remorse about it, like, well done. You've achieved it. But if so... How how is every bad which a wizard sent to Azkaban not like cured by the process? Hmm. Well, because it drives you nuts. Because it drives you insane. Because it's about balance. You can't just like cure someone by making them feel the worst things they've done all the time. There has to be the balance of I've done all these terrible things and I feel so bad about it, but I'm doing better now. And and there are happy things in life and there are good things I can look forward to. There's no balance there. It's just, I've done all these terrible things and I feel so bad about it. That's Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) There's no other side. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I was thinking is, and I now cannot remember if this is like fanon or canon, all of the Dementors abandon Azkaban in the beginning of book six and maybe even earlier in book five. And then they're just roaming the countryside and Azkaban is managed by the Auras. Is it canon that after the series, the Dementors never went back or did they go back? It's never mentioned. Okay. So maybe the Dementors never go back to Azkaban. Maybe they just have to imprison everybody in there through other means. Mm. I mean, I'm sure Harry would be supportive of that because the Dementors are fucked and they shouldn't Mm. be used. Um, But yeah, there's no evidence either way. Maybe it just goes back to exactly the way that it was before. Mm-hmm. In which case, look, it's one of many reasons why Azkaban is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just a bad place all round, and it's it's bad because look, there's lots of there's lots of reasons why people go to prison, <laughs> and like why the prison industrial complex exists. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons is the idea that you basically have time to reflect and like choose to be a better person yeah rehabilitation is one of the supposed functions of prison mm-hmm. whether that's true or effective mm-hmm. is not the purview of this but yeah sure azkaban <laughs> does not rehabilitate you it can't no. it it is only existing to be punitive it is a punishment to the people who are there and also it protects society from the people who are there it's a deterrent as well yeah a deterrent uh, it's probably one of the more legitimate deterrence to crime because the only people who are in Azkaban are extremists and people who actually people and who it's not a good deterrent yeah no sorry yeah you're right yeah, yeah. No, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. but like it's illegal to be a, a um, unregistered animagus yeah. and Rita Skeeter is that despite knowing it carries a lifetime Azkaban penalty yeah sure, mm. sure. okay 
Yeah. Also, like deter deterrence don't. This is a larger conversation, but deterrence, deterrence don't really don't work. work. Yeah. yeah, I know. Because like, I was just still wondering if it was an, an actual the death penalty. Yeah, I understand that, but like, yeah. I was wondering if it was an actual deterrent for this world. But then I remembered, oh no, Reese Gitter. Anyway, yeah, um, that's but one she example. Is, but you could call her an extremist in her own right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, your average person who becomes an animagus is probably just going to get themselves registered because mm. the alternative is, wow, it's the worst so thing horrible. I could possibly yeah. imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, people like Hagrid and Mr. Weasley and stuff show that they are deeply terrified of Azkaban. Oh, yeah. It's, like, the worst thing that can happen. And they're terrified of the Dementors as well. So, mm. like, people are scared of it. But it I'd is... say it's a pretty effective deterrent, except for like extremisms. Yeah, extremists. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. No deterrent works with a hundred percent effectiveness because that's not how crime works. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's an effective deterrent. But it it sucks because, like, like we were saying, rehabilitation is zero because you don't have mm-hmm. the capacity to like do the internal work to become a better person. when you're there even if that even if we accept at face value that that's something that is a function of prison anyway yeah hmm and it's it's fucked if remorse has like a magical healing property in this world which it does Mm. so it's not just like in our world where you can do bad things feel bad about it and And then then fall off the wagon later and then fall off the wagon later like you can literally be evil, which is like an actual thing, mm. and then feel bad, your and then genetic code. <laughs> yeah, if you feel bad enough about it. <laughs> yeah, you can you can heal yourself magically, magically heal your soul by feeling emotion strongly enough, and then we are just like, no, you're too dangerous of a person. We're going to put you in this box where you are incapable of feeling the emotions that you need to feel to heal your soul. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, what. that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess my next question though is should he should Voldemort be allowed penance? Does he deserve it? Is that a judgment that anyone can make? Uh in the context of the series, no, because he doesn't do anything to deserve that penance. Mm, but this no. is what but I was if saying. If he decided. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. This is what I was saying where it's like it's not enough to feel bad. You have to do good. Like you have to mm-hmm. prove that you are worthy of a second chance, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't think just putting down your wand in the final battle and being like, actually, I don't want to kill Harry anymore is enough. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think the timing of it matters too. Like yeah. last minute. Fuck no. <laughs> Bye. But if it had been years earlier, I wonder like what, at what point in the timeline would it be like, okay, he should be allowed the opportunity for a second chance to try again to be a good person? Mm-hmm. Like, is that something that you can actually quantify? Yeah. Um, it, or it's, not? It's like in um, stories and like movies, TV shows, books, they do this all the time. You have a character mm-hmm. who is bad, who is like a villain character who does horrible things. Maybe they're racist, maybe they're a child abuser, whatever. They just do what we would class as irredeemably bad things all the way through their story. And then at the last moment, they get some sort of heroic (laughs) self-sacrifice where they jump in front of a bullet for the hero or whatever. And then it's like, oh no, I loved you all along. It's like this 
lazy last yeah. minute redemption thing, which is just, that's not a redemption. Like, it doesn't make up for all the harm they caused. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. Voldemort repented at the last minute, like, that's not good enough. <laughs> you have to do the work <laughs> of it. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know what that work would mean exactly. Like, what do I want him to build habitats for humanity? Like, <laughs> what would he have to do to make up for all the harm he's caused? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's like, so much harm that he's caused beyond just, like, killing people. So mm. that affects the families of those people, the friends. That affects the potential yeah. life that person could have lived. Um, mm-hmm. He created yeah. orphans. Like, that's one of the most important things he, he did in the books. He orphans and took away brothers, sisters, mothers, etc., like, he um, mm-hmm. started an entire movement of fascism, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Founded his own hate group and terrorist yeah. cell. And so even, maybe if even he repented, it's, there's no saying that they <clears throat> would stop doing what they're doing with Death Eaters. So... Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, maybe one of the aspects of his redemption is that he has to, like, disband and basically fix Mm -hmm. the death eaters like it's not good enough for him to step down and then let his group continue to act like when i was researching for this you know what would voldemort what happened if voldemort was remorseful one of the things was like oh if voldemort steps down bellatrix would take over and become the dark lady and just Mm -hmm. continue and it's like oh yeah well that doesn't fix the problem does it then it's now voldemort's responsibility to deal with that his, his penance is that he has to rid the world of the harm that he's caused so mm-hmm. does that mean he has to kill again <laughs> in order to rid the world of the harm that cause? Um Well, no, he's gonna help Bellatrix find the redemption God. now. The fucking like <laughs> conga line of <laughs> redemption over years and years of pain and suffering. Oh god, it's exhausting. Yeah. Um <laughs> It is exhausting. But like why bother, I guess? Like some people would say Mm. that like every soul is worthy of help like and and, like that's you know part of the book's motto is that um help will always be given to those who ask for it right or but then isn't that changed Mm -hmm. to those who deserve it who deserve right okay when Dumbledore Dumbledore gets harsher as the years go on when did that change out of curiosity was that oh god it's originally said in second book and then he modifies it later is it seventh? Yeah, is it during Harry's dream of him? Yeah, I think it is. Help will always be given yes, to those is. who deserve it. It is, or maybe definitely... it happens during sixth book when he's no, spending seventh. all his time with Harry. You sure no, it's, it's seventh? Se- it's seventh in the hallucination or afterlife, whatever you believe it is. Okay, um, in which case that's Harry's deciding to be harsher then. Yeah. Um, but then Harry so, yeah. immediately comes out of that dream and offers Voldemort his one last chance. So he's decided that Voldemort does deserve it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not Harry deciding. It's sort of like Harry's projecting what he thinks Dumbledore might say. So it's maybe what Harry thinks Dumbledore would say. Maybe he doesn't necessarily 100% agree with it. Um, But yeah, anyway, that's an interesting, sorry, just meta look at the books. It's like how he talks about how Mm -hmm. J.K. Rowling started off being sympathetic to poor characters because she was poor. And then she became a multi-millionaire. Poor characters suddenly the evil ones in later books. And I was wondering if that was the same thing with like people being allowed to become good over time like Mm -hmm. maybe it started off where it's like it was more simple where it's like yeah people do bad things but maybe they can be forgiven 
and then the series ended with no if you're bad you're born bad (laughs) and you can only ever be bad (laughs) that definitely is a lesson that we learned from the books but i think it's more like so we start with help will be given to those who ask Mm -hmm. for it then it's changed to those who deserve it i think part of deserving help is asking for help it's like recognizing that like, you know, I need help. I can't do it all on my own. I need assistance from others reaching out, yeah. blah, blah, blah. People who don't deserve your help are people who never ask for it. Mm. Not because they, okay, this is going to sound like, you know, people who suffer from depression and don't reach out for help don't deserve <laughs> help. I mean, like someone who's like a villain sure. <laughs> is not going to be asking for help with their problems because they think they can solve it all on their own because they're evil and egomaniacs. Sure. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to remember, because yeah. I know in the movie when Harry sees Voldemort's soul in the afterlife, mm-hmm. he's like, he try he tries to reach out to help it, and he asks Dumbledore if he, if it can be helped. In the movie, Dumbledore's like, don't even bother. It's beyond help. Yeah. Um, that happens in the books as well. Yeah. I just reread that scene for our um, okay. death okay. episode. So that's... Yeah, he's basically like... Harry keeps being like, is there anything we can do for it? Because he's getting distracted and Harry and Dumbledore's like, no, don't even look. It's beyond our right. help. Like, as he if, can't like, do anything. But he does... Reaching out to touch it yeah. will corrupt Harry in some way as well. It's like it's a disease thing. Yeah. Because it's happening like underneath the chair that mm. they're sitting on. And like Harry keeps almost turning to look at it and Dumbledore's like, no, like don't look at me. Don't look at it. Oh, that's, that's scary. Yeah. Like we can't, we can't help it. Like you're such a good person for trying, but no, just don't even yeah, look at it. It's yeah <laughs> it's not that explicit but like that is the vibe of the scene he's like no this conversation's more important than that piece of trash we can't I help i really think that the books did change their tone and maybe it's just because it's like yeah. growing up right so like maybe when you're a kid you have a more sympathetic and, and simplistic view of the world where it's like mm. everyone can become a better person and everyone's born good and they can do bad things but if they're sorry about it then the world can be fine again but maybe it's yeah. growing up you realize you know there are some things that can never be forgiven <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. know or maybe it was just a shift in the from like going from free will to genetic determinism like mm. well maybe it's kind of the vibe of like when you're a kid if somebody asked for your help you would just like blindly accept that as like you know they want and need my help. Anyone who asks my help wants and needs mm-hmm. it. Whereas when you're an adult, you can be like, actually, sometimes people say one thing and mean mm. another. Maybe that person is being duplicitous or manipulative, or maybe they don't really want my help, or maybe they don't really deserve my help. That mm. sort of thing. Yeah, it's just adding an extra layer of complexity to the situation, I guess. Okay. Um, so we kind of have an image of what would happen if Voldemort asked for that remorse or tried to feel that remorse at the last second now let's try and think about if he'd felt it earlier than the last second um okay and i don't it's hard to pinpoint when exactly it would matter but i'm just thinking like Mm -hmm. i'm guessing before rising again what do you think before rebirth well the earlier the better Mm. like i think there's a very strong argument you could make that like way back when Dumbledore found him in the orphanage and set his closet on fire and gave him a stern talking to if Voldemort had been like if Tom Riddle at that point had been like oh you know I've been a bad person I lashed out because I was in a bad situation and I was scared and I wanted to belong 
Yeah. Yeah, now I have a chance. There are other people like me. Like, I'm, I have a power that's not just mysterious and unknown. Like, it has an explanation. I have people I can reach out to. Like, there's a chance that he could just be a completely different person. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's not showing remorse because the thing he did to show remorse for is, like, bully a child yeah. and it steal a yo-yo whatever. post-murder. And we know that his first murder mm. is Moni Myrtle, right? Or is that by accident? Yeah. That's, no, well, he's actively setting a monster loose to attack mm. people of a certain blood type at that point. Like, I think yeah. we can firmly put that in the villainous yeah, category. Associating, I don't really care if it's an accident. the dark creature, yeah. Yeah, he was trying to use that basilisk to, at the very least, attack people, if not kill them. Like, I don't think he was being like, oh, and be careful not to harm the muggle <laughs> Yeah. He was like, no, he wanted them dead. The only reason he didn't want people dead was because he didn't want the school mm-hmm. shut down. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's too early. I'm just trying to think, like, what what do you think would be a good point to start to look at? I think first Horcrux, because we learn about remorse as a healing magical force in reference to fixing a Horcrux. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be... That's his first? The diary is set up as a trap. Hmm, I don't know if that's his first, though. I thought maybe... Maybe the the ring? I thought maybe the ring was the first Horcrux, because he goes and kills his dad. his family to get the ring. And his family, and frames his uncle Mm -hmm. for it. Okay, so yeah, that's a good point to look at. Because he's mm. already killed Myrtle, he's done the f- thing with the Chamber of Secrets, he's gone mm-hmm. to kill his father and his father's family, and then he's gone to his grandfather and his uncle and killed them. Well, his grandfather's already dead. Yeah. Killed his uncle, framed his uncle for the murder of his of the Riddles, mm-hmm. and then stole this ring, made a Horcrux. Yeah, okay. So then mm-hmm. let's say... Yeah. So that's like a deliberate, cold, calculated murder with like a personal mm-hmm. motivation. But he's also at the same time at the school doing like basically a high school version of his death age. Yeah, he's creating. He's he's got followers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like basically doing the high school version of terrorism. He's attacking people. He's got like a a blood purist agenda. He's got followers. Like he's doing it. He's getting organized. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, we can get all fanficy with this to figure out what would change his mind. Is it the love of a good woman? Is it, (laughs) um, you know, I don't really care what changes his mind or what makes him consider Mm. to save his soul or be remorseful. Um, yeah, I think love is a very strong argument because that's the healing factor in the books. Like it doesn't have to be the love of a good woman. Maybe like having a good mentor figure on his side, either Dumbledore or an equivalent. Going back to our Dumbledore episode, if Dumbledore could have done more. Yeah. Maybe not Dumbledore, like maybe if there had been someone other than Horace Slughorn who was like all about his own personal glory, but kind of like through mm. association with famous figures. Maybe if there a had McGonagall been like type. another head of Slytherin yeah. House. Someone, yeah. McGonagall wasn't the there, head of Slytherin House had been a McGonagall like, type. Interested in the actual yeah. welfare of this boy. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If the head of Slytherin House had been a McGonagall type, but a Slytherin. Who had, like really took Tom under his wing and was like, "Oh yeah, you're going down a should dark we, path. Let me just steer you back the other we way." This? <laughs> okay, should I be Tom and, and you be uh, <laughs> Professor Rhea? <laughs> oh God, Professor Rhea! Oh no, there's so much pressure. <laughs> yeah, don't don't fuck up. Otherwise, I'll just get worse. <laughs> I'm not like other girls. I'm worse. <laughs> Have you tried not murdering people? Sounds lame. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I've failed at this. <laughs> yeah, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it'd take a real, a real significant person and a lot of time um, to change mm-hmm. Tom Riddle's mind. But let's say it works, okay? Yeah, and I think also like some practical examples, like this has been tried before, mm-hmm. like political movements like Grindelwald and his grab for power. Like, it doesn't really work like this. If you want to change the world, you've got to do it in a different way. And you've got to come at it not from a really hateful perspective. Mm. Just something like that. And even, like, like, sitting him down and being like, you know you have a soul, right? Like, you want... Yeah, like like, an actual physical body part. You're afraid of death. And sure, we're not exactly sure what happens in the afterlife, but your soul is immortal. Like, when you Mm. die, your immortal soul will move on to something or somewhere. But... Yeah. Making a horcrux, damaging yeah, it, will damaging kill you. it will mean that you don't get to access that immortality. That's the only immortality yeah. that we can actually get. <laughs> like yeah. just explaining it to the him, path... don't ask. Like he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, the path that you're on right now is the only path that leads to a true death. <laughs> so if you want to not die, any other path is the way to yeah. go. <laughs> God. So if at that point he had showed genuine remorse and understood how badly his actions impacted on others, then like, I did a murder. I got a man framed and like sent to, sent to Azkaban forever. A member of my own family, my own blood. It's like, there's a chance that he could have actually mm. found a familial connection through, what's his name? Mordred or Morgo or whatever. M- Mordred sounds right. Mordred sounds right. Isn't that the name of the guy from King Arthur? No, never mind. No, that's, um... You're thinking Morgana? Yeah, I might be thinking Mordred from The Mechanisms. (laughs) Don't worry about that. (laughs) References, references. What the fuck was I saying? Yeah, there was a chance Um, for an actual, like, social familial connection there that he destroyed, basically, because Mm -hmm. he didn't like what he found when he went looking for family. Mm -hmm. And then maybe... Like, not immediately, but that could start him on the secondary path for immortality. Children. And yeah. legacy. <laughs> legacy. Um, like, hey, I, I I, don't want to be immortal anymore. I want to save my soul. And I also want to have a sense of belonging because I've never felt like I belonged. I've never felt loved. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll consider starting a family one day. Yeah. The problem is going to be the hatred of Muggleborns. I don't know how to fix that because I don't know how to unracism a person. <laughs> Aside from being like, have you considered that Muggleborns are actually fine and good? It, the only way that you can deprogram someone who is prejudiced or racist or biased in any way is to make it affect them. Yeah. So as soon as they care about a person or get involved with a person, that's what I was or thinking. The love of a Muggleborn woman <laughs> doesn't necessarily have to be a love, but like a friendship. Um, a respect for a person it can even start with like something as simple as oh this is like a really talented wizard like like i respect them and i look up to them and then they find out that they're a mother mm-hmm. born it has to be that they find out it can't be that they already know in the initial because otherwise it's dismissed them instantly yeah but it has to be unfortunately it has to be someone who breaks the mold yeah and is given that respect and love and warmth in the prejudiced person's eye mm-hmm. to be able to like oh my, the thing, the, the worldview that I have has actually been challenged because people could actually be on my level, you know, even if they weren't born on my level. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's how it starts. Like how Malfoy <laughs> just dismisses Hermione, even though she's objectively the best witch in the grade yeah. <laughs> because she's muggle-born. Yeah. Yeah. So an argument that I keep trying to make to young Voldemort in my brain is like, 
you don't like the magical world as it is now. And that's great. There's lots of problems with the magical world as it is now. You want to change it. The way that you want to change the world is by taking over, basically, and becoming, like, a dictator or a leader. Have you considered instead going into politics and, like, running for office and trying to actually make lasting structural change in this wizarding world and make it better maybe that's a better path than forming a terrorist cell but the problem with that is he becomes minister for magic mm. and then outlaws muggle corn so it's like still a yeah. <laughs> i feel like i've got something but i don't know how to fix it you've ma- you've made him work i know i've i've, I've legitimized him <laughs> <laughs> but he's got to show remorse beforehand and then i put him on this path this is me as professor Rhea trying to fix him it kind of requires a complete reprogramming. Do you remember that scene in Mark in sorry, remember that scene in Parks and Rec where mm-hmm. um, Jeremy Jam starts to fall for Tammy, and so he yes. like becomes like a mini sort of pseudo Ron. Yeah, because she and brainwashes Leslie, him. Leslie and Ron have to like literally deprogram him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they spray the perfume and hit him across the face and stuff like that, so that he associates the smell of Tammy with like pain yeah. and stuff like that. But then again, that's not really healing someone, is it? No, that's torturing them. That's not them. remorse. That's that's deprogramming. That's deprogramming a brainwashed person. Voldemort's not brainwashed. Mm. He just isn't capable of love. He needs love then. And also, another thing that we need to consider is that J.K. said that he was only capable of remorse because he got Lily's blood right. in him. He took Harry's blood, and that put a drop of goodness in him, or whatever. Yeah, so it is genetics in the end. It is we're born what we are. You're born what we are. And he just didn't have the right love blood. He had no love blood yeah. from his no love mother. Like, the way Starkid did it, that that adds out, adds up. Because, like, when Voldemort yeah. returns, um, he, <laughs> he, like, not all the Horcruxes are destroyed when he's killed again by Harry. And also there's a part of him that lives on in Quirrell's heart because of their love that they share. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he's able to feel remorse and redeem himself and live a life of peace and happiness and love eventually um it's also exactly what you just said where it's got to be something that affects him personally where he bonded with quirrell Mm -hmm. it was in love with him but whatever he formed this friendship slash relationship with quirrell and then through his actions trying to become a dark lord he ended up hurting Mm -hmm. quirrell and then he felt bad about that because it affected him and then he decided to be a better person so that he could be with yeah, Quirrell, effectively. Because that was when he was happy. Because, like, the way that yeah. they framed his character is that even when he's doing all these things that he needs to do to become more powerful and fulfill his destiny and kill Harry Potter and all this sort of stuff, he's not happy. Yeah, he's not happy. Like, there's a moment where he kills Harry and he's like, I just thought I'd feel, feel like, an end to this bitterness. And he just doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> that famous line of, oh, you think people, you think killing people would make them like you, but it doesn't. It just makes them dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, he's, it's unfulfilling trying to be the Dark Lord. Mm, yeah, like, that's not exactly canon, but a better canon. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know if we've really come to an answer here, because, like, we started on that path of trying to redeem or have Tom feel remorse, but then we realised we needed blood <laughs> to do yeah. that. Um, look, but let, that's canon in look. the series, but we're doing our own thing here this is yeah, a fan work yeah. if he i don't think that we should persuade him into politics i think it's just better to give him what he lacks which is love yeah so we have to be patient and we have to be so trusting and so understanding and just yeah 
love of a good woman, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't have to be romantic, but just fuck so much effort. Well, it's like that of... thing where, like, um, so you can have psychopathic tendencies or be a psychopath, but be raised in a happy, healthy environment and just have a good, mm. normal life. You yeah. don't have to become a serial killer if you're a psychopath. There are plenty of people with... Or a CEO. Or a CEO. <laughs> or work on the stock market. Like, there are plenty of, like, doctors and journalists and all who sorts of things who are psychopaths. But they're just <laughs> yeah, normal yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. It's Yeah, it's possible to be evil and not evil. <laughs> uh, it's possible to be evil and not do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go back to um, my point that it's not enough to feel bad. You have to do good because mm-hmm. I just want to talk about how I think that's there's evidence for that in the series because there's a couple of okay. examples of remorse. I said Dumbledore committing himself to a life of an academic or whatever. But um, the other big example of remorse we have is Grindelwald, who mm-hmm. Dumbledore says apparently he showed remorse in his later years when he was imprisoned in whatever his castle's called. Nuremberg. Nuremberg, yeah. whatever. Nure- no, Nuremberg is the trials, never mind. Nuremberg. Yes, like it's, that. I've got it written down in front of me. It's Nuremberg, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. I was thinking that maybe like an act, an act of remorse that we see him do is Voldemort shows up and is like, tell me where the Elder Wand is, I know you have it. And Grindelwald is like, I never had it. He just straight up lies to him. Mm-hmm. And he's got to know that at best, that's a delaying tactic. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got to know that Voldemort's going to get that wand. He's going to figure out if he ever had it, Dumbledore took it off him. And Harry says, or Harry thinks, that maybe one of the reasons the Grindelwald lied was because he couldn't stand the idea of his old friend's mm-hmm. grave being desecrated, basically. Yeah. But yeah, I think that is like, that's putting your money where your mouth is. That's Grindelwald being like, I'm going to lay down my life for this lie, which will do nothing but delay him at best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, other example, Regulus Black. Mm-hmm. His redemption was he laid down his life to make Voldemort more mortal. Like, he knew that what he was doing wouldn't kill Voldemort. Not mm. at all. But it would wound him. But it would wound him and it would make it possible for somebody else to come along and kill him. Like, mm-hmm. that's so selfless. That's real self-sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Laying your life down, not to save somebody that you love or somebody that you've wronged, to, like, basically lay your life down. Mend the world. <laughs> to make the world better. Yeah. To make it possible for somebody else to make the world better. Yeah. We don't like, often talk about Regulus Black as being someone who is very self-sacrificing and selfless. Mm-hmm. Like, we often talk about Lily Evans when we look at that. But, yeah, he did something that no one else in the series did, except for Harry, I'd say. And completely unacknowledged as well. There was no glory to that. That's another reason why I thought Grindelwald was good, because he did that alone in his cell with Voldemort. Nobody would ever know what he did, Mm -hmm. lying Mm -hmm. to Voldemort's face. Like, he wasn't doing it in front of a crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wasn't doing it for show. (laughs) Yeah. Regulus wrote a letter in that Mm. locket that he thought Voldemort would read. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, his family never even knew what happened to him. Grindelwald was willing to die for Dumbledore in secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's other examples as well. They talk about Peter Pettigrew, Slughorn, Snape. But, like, I thought those were the best examples of doing something good. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why I think the Voldemort remorse thing doesn't work is in that final battle, if he does show remorse, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the opportunity to do good. 
No. Because he either dies while he's trying to heal his soul of his Horcrux damage, or he goes to prison forever. Mm. Or he gets killed instantly by someone else. Or he gets killed by somebody else. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't see a version of this where he's left loose in the community to do social good, basically. <laughs> and even if he was in the weird slim chance, I don't think that he would ever reach a point where he is good. <laughs> I think yeah. he would just be a man suffering and then a man dead. <laughs> like, I don't think yeah. he would ever get to the point where he's able to give back or even just live with no impact, no negative impact on anyone else. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, let's even just talk about Harry. Mm. Like, Harry, arguably the person most deeply affected by Voldemort's ills, mm. evils. What could Voldemort do that would make it up to Harry? Become Harry's father. <laughs> yeah, adopt him. <laughs> Oh, that's so awful. It's awful. Like, what... Like, first of all, I don't think Harry wants anything from Voldemort other than peace. Yeah. I think the only thing that Voldemort could tangibly do for Harry is just never see him again. Yeah. Not have to come knocking on Harry's door to ask Harry, how do I be a good person? Just, like, disappear from Harry's life. Never be on Harry's radar. Go to the farm. Never have to do anything to bother Harry ever again. It's probably Mm -hmm. the only thing that could possibly come close to just dying (laughs) yeah like (laughs) but we come back again to the idea that like voldemort's evils had wider social ramifications Mm -hmm. he made the death eaters he took over the ministry of magic like he needs to fix those things that he did Mm. but also i don't think he can instantly turn around and fix those things like he has to do the years of hard emotional work first yeah and then fix those things and the world doesn't have time for that because we're at war exactly and also why would anyone trust him to fix those things Exactly. <laughs> I keep I keep thinking in my head about like Zuko from Avatar, who's mm-hmm. the, one of the best examples yeah, of yeah. a well written redemption, redemption arc, arc ever. Yeah. Like he, you know, joins the Avatar and tries to defeat the Fire Lord, and then mm. he spends the rest of his life rebuilding the Fire Nation and trying to undo the evil that they did during the Hundred Year War. Yeah. Like Voldemort is just never gonna have the opportunity to do something like that. <laughs> never. <laughs> Unless he becomes the next Minister of Magic. <laughs> Politics. Politics is the cure. <laughs> um, I don't really have any other notes unless there's anything you want to say. Um, no, other than it just kind of sucks that we've landed on what if Voldemort had shown remorse? First of all, he couldn't. Second of all, even if he did, he would have died. Or third of all, there's just nothing that he could have done <laughs> which would have mattered. So... <laughs> It's just kind of like a bummer ending to the yeah, episode. I guess I wanted to be like a bummer and ending. Here's the just way like that he could have life. done it, and here's how it would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I guess like yeah, we land on that, and it's also maybe that's fine because maybe we've come to the conclusion that he didn't deserve it. <laughs> he didn't yeah. deserve to have a good life or to make amends. He it wasn't for him, and it wasn't meant to be because even if he'd done it I think I still would be pissed if I was someone like Harry or if I was someone even like Molly Weasley who lost my fam- members of my family because of this man I would never feel good about the fact that he found peace Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's just I me, maybe I'm a suffer. bitter bitch but that's just me <laughs> good for you yeah. man you found peace and you came to terms with all the awful shit you did I haven't come to terms with it mm. <laughs> like yeah I definitely think like like Hermione hit the hit the fucking nail on the head when she was like it's it can be so painful that it's lethal because I think what we learn from that is 
you can cause so much evil that trying to undo it kills you. Yeah. You can't undo that much evil. I think that it's possible for Voldemort to redeem himself if we take him, if we wind him all the way back to childhood before he did all this stuff. Yeah. But at a certain point, it's like you do so much that there is just no way back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's what the series shows us. Yeah. Well, I've been Jen, and here's hoping I haven't gone too far. (laughs) (laughs) I've been Rhea, and to all of my aspiring villains out there... Politics. Know your limit. (laughs) Know know when you've reached the point of irredeemability, and stop just short of there. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you want to support us or get in touch, the links to our social media and Patreon are in the show notes. Please feel free to send us so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.